Just one second. Give the choir a minute to <clears throat> get out of their robes and swing around in front <clears throat> or stand behind me and fall asleep like we've seen before. <laughs> uh, mm. Well, good morning to everybody. <clears throat> here we are back here at the, uh, <clears throat> whatever, at the kitchen here. Woo. Anyway, we're going to pick up where we left off. And good morning to everybody. Good to, good to see uh, names go across the screen there. So let's pick up where we left off last time. We were in Genesis, and we were looking at, you know, Jacob. Remember, because Psalm 20 says, the God of Jacob. Well, who the heck is Jacob if you don't go find out? Then also, remember the woman at the well Jesus spoke to? And that woman said, well, are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us this well? Well, of course, it was a fairy tale. It never did happen. <laughs> of course, it did happen, too. Then Jesus was talking about to that centurion one time. And he, remember, he said this. He said, many will come. Uh, and sit and eat with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And then he mentioned it again, trying to fend off the Sadducees who didn't believe in the resurrection. He said, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So it'll do us good to find out what was going on over there. So Book of Beginnings, one of the books that Jesus quoted from more than any. Of course, he said he was there. Remember that before Abraham was, I am. Whoa, they picked up rocks, tried to stone Jesus when he said that. Uh, anyway, so we left off in Genesis uh, chapter, uh, well, we left off at 30, but we're going to start here in 31, because all this is connected. I mean, it's connected, you know. See, you know, the key to buy the Bible is just read. Just keep reading. Now, I'm reading from the Living Bible. You know, it's much bigger than yours. <laughs> no, it's just it's big. It helps with these glasses. Okay, anyway. Uh, so let's pick up. Now, the last thing we found out was uh, Jacob wanted to go home. Remember, he's way off in Atlanta. You know, he's basically over there near Memphis or something like that and went all the way to Atlanta to go get a wife. And now he's wound up. He's got four of them now, Rachel and Leah. Remember that? And anyway, uh, anyway, his father-in-law was like, no, no, you stick around and uh, I'll increase your wages. <laughs> well, anyway, and God was blessing his socks off here. Uh, uh, Jacob's, that is. But anyway, so let's pick up here where we left off. And uh, let's see, I'm going to start here in actually uh, Genesis chapter 30 and verse 27. It says, please don't leave me, Laban replied. And that's his father-in-law, okay? Uh, For a fortune teller that I consulted told me that the many blessings I've been enjoying are all because you are being here. Now, I'm, I'm telling you, this is the story of the Bible. And this is the story of your prayer life. If you're not blessed, go to the Lord and pray, ask the Lord to bless you. He will. Most of the time, we're knocking around saying, well, nothing good ever happens to me, and we're not praying about anything. The whole time, the Bible says, pray about everything. And you don't go pray and ask why bad things are happening to you. Pray the Lord will bless you. That's what it's about, praise the Lord. You know, Nehemiah, when he was leaving, and he was trying, they were going to build the, the, the walls of Jerusalem back again. He didn't say when they were standing by that riverbank, well, you know, if you want us to get there safely, fine. No, they stood there, and they prayed that the Lord would keep them safe and get them all the way to Jerusalem. The next verse says, and he did. Praise God. Oh, man, she was. I go back and read that. You know, our trouble is we don't read. <clears throat> Even some people are like, well, Richard, I thought you were going to quote three little points and read a poem and tell a joke. Ah, uh-uh, no. We're so far behind, we need to read the Bible. And I need to be quiet and let's get rolling. Okay, here we go. So Laban's already knew from a fortune teller, the reason you're blessed is because Joseph, I mean, excuse me, it's because Jacob's here. Well, yeah, that's what God promised. And he promised you the same thing, okay? All right, here we go. Oh, see, that's the cool part about reading the Bible. If you read the Bible, you ought to get jealous. 
man, I want those things. Well, hello, they're for you. And you don't go tell others that you're doing this. You tell the Lord you're doing this. That's what faith is. It's not, I'm going to impress you. No, you need to impress the Lord. Impress him and you got it, okay? And it's very easy to do. Just treat the Lord like you believe he's there, okay? All right, here we go. Uh, so, uh, he said, I've been enjoying all, I've been enjoying all, uh, excuse me, all these blessings I've been enjoying are all because you being here. How much of a raise do you need to get you to stay? Whatever it is, I'll pay it. Jacob replied, well, you know how faithfully I have served you for these many years. It's about 20 years. Okay. Uh, how your flocks and herds have grown. Okay. La -da 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 -da. Okay. So now he's the next few verses here, all the way to the start of 31. I mean, man, Jacob's just exploded with, well, let's catch the last verse there. I'll just shut up. This is the last verse of chapter 30. As a result, Jacob's flocks increased rapidly and he became very wealthy with many servants, camels, and donkeys. Well, that's not for everybody. Uh, yeah, it is too. Uh, hopefully you'll catch up with everybody else and start reading your Bible. It's for you. Praise the Lord. Yeah. All right, here we go. Chapter 31. But Jacob learned that Laban's sons were grumbling. They were mad. He owes everything he he owes everything he owns to our father. All his wealth is at our father's expense. You know, people they're not ever gonna believe the Lord's blessing you. I mean, they're just not. They're gonna say, Wow, he Richard just got lucky. Well, I tell you what, I'm the luckiest dog I've ever been since uh man, since all the way back to high school. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, yeah, I made those grades, but I tell you what, <laughs> if it weren't for the Lord, I mm, man, I tell you, here we go. Past college too. I thought my sister was the one that was a student. I wasn't, but I'm the one that passed college. Wow, dude, I tell you what. Anyway, verse three. Jehovah now spoke to Jacob and told him, "Return to the land of your fathers and to your relatives there, and I will be with you." Well, you know, what does "I will be with you" mean? It means He'll protect you. We've watered it down in this Bible Belt of ours. It's like, well, the Lord's there. He just provides comfort and whatever. That is such baloney. I gotta have more in comfort. Matter of fact, it's comfort knowing he's a shield. It's comfort knowing he's going to protect me. You get down to the real meat of this. Okay, here we go. So one day Jacob said, sent for Leah and Rachel, Rachel and Leah, to come out into the field where he was with the flocks and talk things over with him. Remember, that's, that's his two wives. Your father has turned against me. Hmm. It felt like somebody turned against you. See, what's this doing for you over coffee while you're drinking this in the morning and reading this? I mean, what's this doing for you? Well, if you're not paying attention, it's not doing nothing for you. But if you're reading this on your own, it's like, praise God, God took care of Jacob. He'll take care of me. Besides, who is this God of Jacob? In Psalm 20, it says, may he answer all your prayers and get you out of trouble and all this. I mean, it's here in the now. It's not, well, when you get to heaven. We ain't got any problems when you get to heaven. Hmm. All right, here we go. Your father's turned against me, he told them. And now the God of my fathers has come and spoken to me. You know how hard I've worked for your father, but he has completely been unscrupulous and he has broken his wage contract with me again and again and again. But God has not permitted him to do me any harm. For if he said the speckled animals would be mine, then all the flock produced speckled. And when he changed and said I could have the streaked ones, then all the lambs were streaked. Streaked. In this way, God has made me wealthy at your father's expense. <laughs> I'm telling you, do you see everything you put your hand to prospers? Surely you'll read Psalm 1 one day. Psalm 1 says the same thing. He'd be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. His leaf shall not wither. I was working on something the other day and I thought, oh man, I'm in over my head. 
and I fixed it. I got it. But I was expecting that. When I was sitting there, Lord, help me figure this thing out because I've opened up a can of worms here and man, I got all the worms back in the box. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> anyway, all right, Richard, you just got lucky. You're just so smart. <laughs> I'd rather give the Lord the praise. Okay, anyway. Here we go, verse 10. And at the mating season, I had a dream and saw that the he-goats saw, he, saw that the he-goats mating with the flock were streaked, speckled, and mottled. Then in my dream, the angel of God called to me, and he told me I should mate the white nanny goats with the streaked, speckled, and motley he-goats, for I have seen all that Laban has done to you, the angel said. Now let me hold up just a minute. Look at the instructions the Lord gave. And, and don't be thinking, well, there's only a few people God ever talks to. <laughs> yeah, it's because you got your fingers in your ears. We just got through singing, my holy shepherd. I mean, why call him the Lord my shepherd? Well, he's not my shepherd. I mean, he's way out there. His, his staff can't even reach me. Some people believe he uses a staff to beat the tar out of you. No. Remember what it says in Psalm 23? He leads you beside the still waters. Well, it's rough out there to me. He said still waters. You need to be looking for still waters. What else? Green pastures. Well, I feel like I'm in scorched earth. <laughs> I'd be tapping my fingers saying, hey, you know, Lord... Where's this Psalm 23 in my life? And you'll watch it take place. Hmm. He, prepares a pre uh, he prepares a table for you in the presence of your enemies. That's not when the problem's over. That's right in the midst of the disaster. Just say, Lord, I'm looking for my table. Praise God. And don't go telling others you're doing this. You do it before the Lord. It's, it's, <laughs> when you read the 23rd Psalm, it's, it's about you and the Lord. All right, here we go. Back to this. So anyway, this angel told him in a dream. Don't be saying he don't talk to you. He's talking to you the whole time. Revelation 3.20, written to a church. Not written to the world, written to the church. Revelation 3.20, was it Church of Philadelphia? Maybe Laodicea? Who, who knows? It's your church. Because it says, him that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Okay, you got to hear. Okay, so, <laughs> so anyway, he says, behold, I stand at the door and what? Knock. Now, what's he doing on the outside? <laughs> but we do that to him. Oh, man. Well, let's don't do that right now. Here we go. So here we go. So Laban, uh, no, here's what he said. For I have seen all that Laban has done to you. Isn't that good? The Lord knows these rascals that are doing things to you. The angel said, I am the God that met you, that that uh, that you met at Bethel. Well, that never happened. Yeah, it was. That's that Jacob ladder thing. Remember? He continued, the place where you anointed the pillar and made a vow to serve me. Boy, he remembered that. Now, remember what, <laughs> you remember what Jacob said? Hey, if you'll do these things, if you'll protect me, get me back home safely, I give you 10% of everything I got. That's what his vow was, okay? Now, he says, now leave this country and return to the land of your birth. Ooh, yeah, right. Well, the first problem is I got to get away from my father-in-law, who his other sons hate my guts. And they're already grumbling, saying all these things I have belong to him. Oh, and I left that out. Let's go to the last verse of Psalm 30 again. As a result, Jacob's flocks increased rapidly and he became very wealthy with many servants, camels, and donkeys. <gasps> Richard said the word servants. So I'm not going to read the Bible. Oh, well, catch up with us later. You'll eventually figure it out. Nothing wrong with that. Gee whiz. Good grief. Well done thou, good and faithful servant. What am I going to say? Hey, time out, Lord. Don't use the word servant here. <laughs> the servant's not above his master, Jesus said. They persecuted the master. They're going to persecute the servant. Hmm, whatever. Gee whiz. We get it. Um, here we go. So here we go. Back to uh, Genesis 31. He said, leave this country. Okay, verse 13. And go to the land of your birth. Oh, yikes. I might get killed on the way back home. No, God promised he'd protect him. Praise the Lord. All right, here we go. Rachel and Leah replied, that's fine with us. That's his wives. Remember, it's their dad that's, well, let's just read it. It'll tell you that. 
There's nothing here for us. None of our father's wealth will come to us anyway. He's reduced our rights to those of foreign women. <laughs> no, boy, that's an indictment against your dad. Yeah, but her dad deserved it. Their dad did. Okay. He sold us and what we have received and what he received for us has disappeared. The riches God has given you from our father were legally ours and our children's to begin with. So go ahead and do whatever God's told you to do. Man. Tell you. All right, here we go. So one day while Laban was out shearing the sheep, Jacob set his wives and sons on BMWs, well, I mean, well, camels, excuse me, and fled without telling Laban his intentions. He drove the flock before him, Jacob's flocks. Uh, he had gotten there at Padanaram, we'll just say Atlanta or whatever, and took everything he owned and started out to return to his father Isaac's land in the, uh, excuse me, to his father Isaac in the land of Canaan, basically all the way to Memphis or whatever, middle of Alabama, who cares? It's a long distance. So he fled with all his possessions and Rachel stole her father's household gods. Uh oh, what's going on there? Well, listen, come on. Do you think they all got out of the Baptist church, the Methodist church, the Presbyterian church? There was no church. Abraham never went to church his whole life. You know, I've said this before, but you see the obvious. They were learning about the Lord as they went along. I mean, Rachel thought she needed these things. Whatever. What do you think you got to have? <laughs> I mean, we're all going to learn eventually. Praise the Lord. All I need is the Lord. But anyway, watch this. Okay. And they crossed the Euphrates River and headed to the, the territory of Gilead. Laban didn't learn of their flight for three days. Then, uh, then taking several men with him, he set out in hot pursuit and caught up with them seven days later on Mount Gilead. That night, God appeared to Laban in a dream. You know, that's your enemy. <laughs> you know, God's going to talk to your enemy, so don't worry. This is, ah, let's keep going. Watch out what you say to Jacob, he told him. Don't give him your blessing and don't curse him. Laban finally caught up with Jacob as he was camped at the top of a ridge. Laban, meanwhile, was camped below him in the mountains. What do you mean by sneaking off like this, Laban demanded. I mean, come on, Laban had this coming. <laughs> he had it coming. Are my daughter's prisoners captured in a battle that you've rushed away like this? And why didn't you give me a chance to have a farewell party and sing in an orchestra and harp? Well, Mr. Jacob tried that and you wouldn't play along. <laughs> Anyways, keep going. Why didn't you let me kiss my grandchildren and tell them goodbye? Oh, man, you know, we hear the same stuff today. Come on, gee whiz. This is a strange way to act. Now, while I'm on that, you know, your best place is to seek first the kingdom of God and all, all his righteousness and all these things be added. In other words, just keep reading your Bible. Just keep reading your Bible. All the noise will go away. Richard, I believe I, I, I wish it would. You know, I've read the Bible. I don't want to know you've read it. I want to know you're reading it, okay? And I want you to be telling me what cool things you found and what's been happening in your life as a result. And what is not happening in your life, just go to the Lord and tell him about it. Just say, Lord, this is not happening in my life. Don't come to a preacher or your friends and tell them, well, I used to do that. I, I had somebody a year ago, I used to know real well, and they go, oh, I quit doing that. I thought, <laughs> let me tell you, it's obvious. Good grief, whatever. I don't do that anymore. Oh, oh right, really? Good. Uh, man, here we go. So back to this. So he said, I couldn't even tell him goodbye. This is a strange way to act. I could crush you. <laughs> no, he couldn't. <laughs> but the God of your father appeared to me last night and told me, be careful, not be too hard on Jacob. But see, though you feel you must go and long so intensely for your childhood home, why have you stolen my idols? <laughs> uh oh, somebody knew. Yeah. I sneaked away because I was afraid, Jacob answered. I said to myself, he'll take his daughters from me by force. 
But as for your household idols, a curse upon anyone who took them, let him die. If you find a single thing we've stolen from you, I swear before all these men, I'll give it back without question. For Jacob, anyway, for Jacob didn't know Rachel had taken him. Okay. Laban went into Jacob's tent to search there first, then into Leah's. Then he searched the two tents of the concubines. That was the other two women. Remember, both these these daughters had uh, uh, had slave girls, whatever, and they became uh, Jacob's wife as well. Okay. Uh, but they didn't find him. Finally, he went into Rachel's tent. Uh, Rachel remembered, uh, excuse me, Rachel remember was the one who had stolen the idols, but she stuffed them into her camel saddle and now was sitting on them. Although Laban searched the tents thoroughly, he didn't find them. Forgive my not getting up, father, Rachel exclaimed, but I'm pregnant, okay? Uh, but Jacob got mad at Laban. Uh, what did you find, he demanded. What's my crime? Have you come rushing after me as though you were chasing a criminal and have searched through uh, everything? Now, I'm telling you, you know, notice Jacob, I remember that. If you get mad, you're not a Christian. That's so stupid. Come on. Christianity is not about being mad, losing your cool, whatever. I mean, how are you going to say Jesus cleared out the temple? Kindly? Would you kindly get out of the temple, please? What's that whip doing in your head? <laughs> Why'd you kick over that table? <laughs> you know. Why do Pharisees say, who gave you this authority? <laughs> that was a no-brainer. Anyway, here we go. Now put everything I stole in front of us before your men and mine, and to see, and we'll just see and decide whose it is. And boy, I tell you, remember, he's mad. I, and wouldn't you be? Look at that. So don't worry about it. Watch it. He's mad. 20 years I've been with you, and all that time I cared for your ewes and your nanny goats so that they produce healthy offspring, and I never touched a ram of yours for food. If any were attacked by wild animals, did I show them to you and ask you to reduce the count of your flock? No, I took the loss. Boy, I mean, boy, Jacob's ticked off. You made me pay for every animal stolen from the flock, whether I could help it or not. I worked for you through the scorching heat of the day and through the cold and sleepless nights. Yes, 20 years. Now, there's your time frame right there. 20 years, okay? 14 of them to earn your two daughters and six years to get the flock. And you've reduced my wages 10 times. <laughs> it's all right to get mad if you lose a little payment on your, on your salary and stuff. But go to the Lord about it, okay? Here we go. In fact, except for the grace of God, the God of my grandfather Abraham. Now, remember Jacob says, he doesn't believe in all this God stuff. <laughs> Are you kidding? He's living his whole life based on this. He loves God because God said, I'll help you. Praise the Lord. Anyway, in fact, except for the grace of God, the God of my grandfather, Abraham, even the glorious God of Isaac, that's his dad, well, she says, my father, you would have sent me off without a penny to my name. Now, who did he give credit to blessing him? The Lord did. Wow. But God has seen your cruelty and my hard work, and that's why he appeared to you last night. Wow. Laban replied, these women are my daughters, and these children are mine, and these flocks, and all you have are mine. <laughs> no, they're not. But anyway, we'll let him mouth off. So how could I harm my own daughters and children, grandchildren? Come now, we'll sign a peace pact, and uh, you and I, and we'll live by its terms. Now, why did he have to do that? Why didn't he think he could just sneak up on old Jacob and just knock him out? Jacob, man, remember, he, Laban already knew he was blessed because Jacob was there. And you know what? When you get around your friends, you start reading your Bible and trusting the Lord and, and doing this kind of stuff. Man, you, you, <laughs> everywhere you go prospers too. All right, here we go. Let's keep reading. 
soul. Jacob took a stone and set, a, set up a monument and told his men to gather stones and make a heap. And Jacob and Laban ate together beside the pile of rocks. They named it. Now, here's the problem. You know, because since the Bible is a bunch of fairy tales, they shouldn't have done that. We don't need any real names. We just need to say, well, it was a man and there was a place. And no, it was a real place and a real name. And oh, you know, here we go. They named it the witness pile. Jagar Sahudata. Yeah, like you would have known that. Okay. In Laban's language. And in uh and Galid in Jacob's. Wow. Must have been a little, you know, <clears throat> inflection on the uh language there between the two of them. All right, let's keep going. This pile of stones will stand as a witness against us if either of us trespass across the line, Laban said. Uh, so it was also called the Watchtower, Mizpah. See, most of us, you may have had some jewelry or whatever. You had one of your friends and it's and it's when we're apart, you know, a little says Ms. Powell, whatever. Anyway, this is where that came from. Isn't it wonderful to know it was a fake? It's just mythological. <laughs> it wasn't fake. Good grief. You know, if you think this is fake, Jesus is fake. Because Jesus, he, like I say, he quoted from uh, Genesis more than any other book. Mm, gee. Yeah, it's so funny. If you have, if you have trouble with this, are you going to have trouble knowing that Jesus rose from the dead? I mean, boy, woo. <laughs> but he did, though. Oh, wow. Anyway, this is going to, all right, so it's, it's the watchtower for Laban said, may the Lord see to it that we keep this bargain when we are out of each other's sight. And if you are harsh to my daughters or take other wives, I won't know, but God will see to it. This heap, Laban continued, stands between us as a witness of our vows that I will not cross this line to attack you. Ooh, wow. And you will not cross it to attack me. I call upon the God of Abraham and Nahor and their father to destroy either one of us who does this. Well, see, Nahor knew, I mean, excuse me, uh, Laban knew who that God was. Here we go. So Jacob took an oath before mighty God of his father, uh, Isaac, to respect the boundary line. Then Jacob presented a sacrifice to God there at the top of the mountain and invited his companions uh, to the feast and afterwards spent the night with them on the mountain. Laban was up early the next morning and kissed his daughters, grandchildren, blessed them and returned home. So where did the problem come from? Well, it came, but it's gone. Praise the Lord. And your stuff will do the same thing. Let's don't stop there, because guess what? He's on his way back home. And remember, his brother, yikes, his brother wants to kill him. His mom said so. She thought they were both probably going to kill both of them. You could have read that in two chapters ahead of this, three chapters. Here we go, chapter 32. So Jacob and his household started on again. Look at this. And the angels of God came to meet him. Ah, come on, Richard. All these little cracker barrel women. You know, I mean, you don't really believe in angels. Yeah, I do. But it's not makes me famous because I believe in angels. It's just like, I'm not going to be dumb because, you know, they mentioned angels and we're supposed to, and we're supposed to think because I'm civilized. There's no, man, we entertain angels on a way you don't even know. They're standing there. You don't even know it. Praise the Lord. They're all around us. So anyway, these angels of God came to meet him. And when he saw them, he exclaimed, God lives here. Woo. So he named the place God's territory. Another foul. Don't name these places where these events happened. Let's keep going. Now, there's a reason these angels showed up because remember, Jacob's he's terrified that his brother's going to kill him, but he's, he's doing his best to say, God, come on, bail me out here. Here we go. So Jacob now sent messengers to his brother Esau and Edom in the land of Seir. In other words, he's getting pretty close to the outskirts of North Alabama, whatever. He's getting back home with this message. Hello from Jacob. <laughs> yeah, I'm the one that dressed up like a hairy guy and stole your blessing. Remember me, you know, and uh-oh. Yeah, right. Oh, it's good. Well, let's keep reading. Hello from Jacob. I've been living with Uncle Laban until recently. <laughs> good old Uncle Laban. 
Yeah. And now I own oxen, donkeys, sheep, many servants, both men and women. And I have sent these messengers to inform you of my coming, hoping that you will be friendly to us. Let's see what happens. The messengers returned with the news that Esau was on his way to meet Jacob <laughs> with an army of 400 men. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Woo. Okay. Mm. Jacob was frantic with fear. Hello. But remember the God of Jacob. Now, God already promised him, I'll get you back safely. I'll take care of Esau for you. Anyway, so here's what Jacob did. He divided his household along with his flocks and herds and camels into two groups. For he said, if Esau attacks one of our groups, perhaps another one can escape. Hey, he's, he's trying to think through this, figure out his best way to take the worst, uh, maybe make the best of this. Then Jacob prayed. You know, golly, I found myself messing around. And about two weeks later, three weeks later, a month later, I'm going, hey, I got an idea. Why don't I pray? Uh, of course, that's where we all need to be learning today. Let's get faster at it. Well, when you get the phone call or you have the thought or whatever, pray, pray. Here we go. He prayed. Look what he prayed. Uh, and this is certainly not a Bible Belt prayer or a, a psychological prayer or a help me deal with my problems prayer. <laughs> I, don't, I can do that myself. I just let it run its course. I won't out of my problems. So here's what he said. Then Jacob prayed, O God of Abraham, my grandfather, and my father Isaac, O Jehovah, who told me to return to the land of my relatives and get killed. No, I added that. He didn't say that. He said, return to my relatives uh, and that you would do me good. Look at his bargaining stuff he's putting on the table. You said you would do this. You said you would do this. That's what we need to be doing. Just tell the Lord what he said. Remember, you don't do this to, uh, and tell others that you're doing this. You tell the Lord you're doing this. This is the good thing about praying to your father in secret, like Jesus said, and he'll reward you openly. So anyway, he said, you, <laughs> you said I could get back home and you'd only do me good. I'm not, look at this. I'm not worthy of the least of your, of all these loving kindnesses you've shown me again and again, just as you've promised me. Now we need to capitalize on that. Yeah, he said, I'm not worthy of these, but he wasn't going to say, well, I guess I'm not going to get any. <laughs> no, he was going to get them, praise the Lord. Man, that's fantastic. I'm not worthy of the least of all your loving kindness shown to me. Anyway, he says, for when I left home, I own nothing except a walking stick. I use my coffee spoon. That's all he had. <laughs> and now, remember we read camels, oxen, servants, all these great things. And he's on his way home, except for one problem. He knows his brother is going to probably kill him. <laughs> All right, here's what he's praying. He says, and now I'm two armies. Whoa, praise the Lord. Here we go. Oh, Lord, please deliver me from the destruction at the hand of my brother Esau. Now, we don't need to be praying that way. I mean, you know, if you see a problem, you need to pray this way. Lord, bless those in Africa. They need it most. I'll take care of myself. That is so dumb. <laughs> Those in Africa will pray too. They're going to pray, but you need to pray about your problems. Anyway, look at this. Oh, Lord, please deliver me from destruction of the hand of my brother Esau, for I am frightened, terribly afraid that he is coming to kill me and these mothers and my children. But you promised to do me good and to multiply my descendants until they became sands along the shore, too many to count. Wow, see how he's rehearsing what God had promised him? That's what we need to do. I know I panic too, but while I'm panicking, I'm going to keep going to this. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, listen, I'm almost 60 years old. And I've got total history of how the Lord's done this for me over and over again. And even right now, praise the Lord. Here we go. 
Jacob stayed where he was for the night and prepared a present for his brother Esau. <laughs> now he's putting a little package together. Let's see, he likes gummy bears and he likes little this and he like he probably needs a new set of you know he's putting together a bunch of things. Okay. Uh, 200 nanny goats, 20 billy goats, 200 ewes, 20 rams, 30 milk camel with their colts, 40 cows. This fable, 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 fable. Well, why do we have the records? Why do we have the records? This wasn't fairy tales. Oh, here we go. 20, uh, 10 bulls, 20 female goats, the donkeys, that is, 10 male donkeys. He instructed his servants to drive them on ahead, each group of animals by itself, separated by a distance between. He told the men driving the first group that when they met Esau and he asked, uh, where are you going? Whose servants are you? Whose animals are these? They should reply, these belong to your servant Jacob. They are a present for his master Esau. <laughs> he's trying to say, hey, you my, you my master. <laughs> uh, he's coming right behind us. All right. Jacob gave the same instructions to each driver with the same message. Jacob's strategy was to appease Esau with the presence before meeting him face to face. Perhaps Jacob hoped he will be friendly to us. So the presents were sent on ahead and Jacob spent the night in the camp. Now think, remember, he is still scared out of his mind. Now this is such a cool story. We, we, we're almost done, but this is, watch what happens. You know, when you got something going to happen the next day, it's hard to sleep, isn't it? Well, it's just it. The Lord just torments you in the night. No, he doesn't. God doesn't torment you in the night. He gives his beloved sweet sleep. Sweet sleep. You read Psalm 4, Psalm 5, and Psalm 3. You should be sleeping. Okay, here we go. But during the night, he got up and wakened, with his, uh, and wakened his two wives and his two concubines, you know, four of them, you know, and 11 children, and took them across the Jordan River at the Jabbok Ford and then returned again to the camp where he was alone. Details, details, details. That's because it actually happened. Now watch what happened. And a man wrestled with him until dawn. Now remember, this is the Lord. Now somebody says it's an angel, but Jacob says it was the Lord later. But anyway, oh, it doesn't matter. Okay, notice this. He's wrestling with, uh, you know, I've, you get the furniture out of the way, you're not going to kill each other. But, you know, you get, you're going to kill the furniture. <laughs> I've got a son. He wrestled. And, and I wrestled, too. I mean, not for the school, but we just would play. I remember I wrestled with my dad before. We would wrestle. He would want to wrestle. We just had a ball. So look how the Lord, remember, we just got through singing, My Holy Shepherd, He watches over me. Watch this. All right, anyway, a man wrestled with him until dawn. Man, they wrestled all night long. Did you notice Jacob quit and said, Time out. I'm so scared. I'm worried about it. No, never even brought it up. And when the man saw that he couldn't win the match, he struck Jacob's hip and knocked it out of joint at the socket. Then the man said, let me go for it's done. But Jacob panted. <laughs> he said, I'll not let you go till you bless me. You know, to make yourself a real good Christian, you ought to have troubles. That's really what does it. Listen, we got enough troubles. <laughs> we know we got troubles. <laughs> we need blessings. Here we go. Watch this. What's your name? <clears throat> the man asked Jacob was the reply. It isn't anymore. <gasps> Richard, I know this story. Yeah, you tell me what's the name going to be. Israel, this is what happened. On the night, he was scared out of his mind. Here we go. The man told him it's Israel, one who has power with God. Now, he should have said power with an angel. Uh, <laughs> I mean, come on. If Jesus stands at the door and knocks, wouldn't he be standing at the door and say, hey, let's, let's wrestle a little while. You can get your mind over this problem. I'll take care of it. Because you've been strong with God, you shall prevail with men. You know, we think about the Israel today. We don't even think about the word Israel. We should. Israel, 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 Israel. It belongs to you and I. Praise the Lord.
for all we get out of this, 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 this name is yours too. Anyway, anyway, notice this. What's your name? Jacob replied. Now notice he didn't say, well, I'm Gabriel. I'm Michael. See, this kind of tells you who this character is, but we're going to keep reading anyway. Uh, no, you mustn't ask. The man asked him and he blessed him there. All right. Jacob named the place. Oh, brother. Oh, please don't tell me. Yeah, he did. Here we go. Names and faces. Well, actually, look at this. <laughs> the face of God. <laughs> you would be pretty close if you were wrestling. Look at this. This is not done. Look at this. You talk about myths and fairy tales. There's no way. Watch this. The face of God. For he said, I have seen God face to face. Look at this. And yet my life is spared. The sun rose as he started on, and he was limping because of his hip. <laughs> uh, what happened to you last night? <laughs> you wouldn't believe me if I told you. <laughs> Look at this. Last verse of, of 32. That's why the people of Israel still do not eat the sciatic muscle where it attaches to the hip. It can't be. This is just fairy tales. Well, you go check it up. Have a Jewish dinner sometime <laughs> See what happens here. All right, here we go. Here's where disaster's either going to hit or it's not. And we're only going to get a few verses in chapter 33. Remember, this, here it goes. Then, far off in the distance, chapter 33, Jacob saw Esau coming with his 400 men. Oh, no. Remember, he just got through. He was just face to face with God. Oh, no, no. Woo. He'd been church camp or whatever. You know how you feel. You've done that. Are you? Jacob now arranged his family in a column with his two concubines and their children at the head, Leah and her children next, Rachel and Joseph last. Then Jacob, look at this. He went on ahead. Got bold, didn't he? Watch this. Here we go. As he approached his brother, he, about, he bowed low seven times before him. And then Esau ran. Oh, man, the drunk guy wrote this. There's no way. No, this is, this is what happened. Look at this. And then Esau ran to meet him and embraced him affectionately and kissed him. And both of them were in tears. <laughs> Golly, where'd the problem go? Out the window. Mercy. You know, I heard that story before, you know, kids in Sunday school, you know, seven, eight-year-olds, and they heard, honor your father and mother, a commandment for your a commandment for your mother and dad, you know, and you know how it is with brothers. Boy, they can get. One kid said, uh, Is there a commandment for your brother? And the teacher said, Yeah, thou shalt not kill. <laughs> well, that's what was going on here, but it didn't happen. Praise the Lord. Let's finish out a little of this right here. Then Esau looked at the women and children and said, Who are these people with you? My children, Jacob replied. Remember, he had 11 sons right here, the tribes of Israel. Look at this. Then the concubines came forward with their children and bowed low. Next came Leah with her children. They bowed. Finally, Rachel and Joseph came and made their, bow, their, their bows. And what were all the flocks and herds I, uh, as I came, Esau said. Jacob replied, these are my gifts to curry your favor. Now watch this. I want you to see this. Brother, I have plenty. Praise God. Esau laughed. Keep what you have. Well, Esau goes on and says, oh man, please accept them for what a relief it is to see your friendly smile. And I was frightened as of you as though I was approaching God. Hence the wrestling the night before. He said, hey, I'm pretty good friends with the Lord. <laughs> I can take on anybody. Yeah, if God be for you, who can be against you? We better stop. Father, we thank you today for blessing us all. In Jesus' name, amen.